It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 4th of March, the 63rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 302 days left for us all to do something colorful in 2023. And if you're in India... Doing something colorful is going to be easy. It's almost Holly, the Festival of Colors. It's this coming Wednesday, the 8th. How about that? The same day as International Women's Day. Everyone has something to celebrate on Wednesday. Holly is an ancient Hindu tradition, and it seems to be the most popular, judging from the photos and videos I've seen of it. It celebrates the eternal and divine love of God Radha Krishna and also the triumph of good over evil according to Hindu legends. It celebrates the arrival of summer in India and is also an appeal for a good spring harvest season. It's known as the Festival of Colors because everyone throws colors, traditionally colors extracted from flowers and herbs. Everyone absolutely covers everyone else with color, either as powders or in water balloons and water pistols, you name it. If you can get some crazily bright color on someone, you use whatever is at hand. Of course, there are special holly delicacies to be eaten, traditional music for the day. It sounds like so much fun. If you're celebrating holly, be sure you send photos to the Sound Kitchen. Wednesday the 8th, as I noted, is also International Women's Day. This year's theme is Embrace Equity, and we can all do our part in our way. As the International Women's Day site notes, and I quote, we can all challenge gender stereotypes, call out discrimination, draw attention to bias, and seek out inclusion. Don't just say it, think it, be it, do it, value it, truly embrace it. Because women and girls are worth it. We have so much to offer. It's the Sound Kitchen and Susanna Winsby's Cooking. Michael Fitzpatrick is taking a little break this week, but Olya's standing by with her happy moment. And, of course, Erwan's with us. He's behind the glass in front of me riding the soundboard. Hey, Erwan, he's waving back. You'll hear his musical choice for us at the end of the show on music from Erwan. And there's the Listener's Corner, too, but first... Are you ready? I do hope so. And I hope so too, because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 4th of February, I asked you a question about a segment on Alison Hurd and Sarah Elza's podcast, Spotlight on France. Allison had a piece on the podcast that week about how the proposed pension reform here will affect women. It will weigh more heavily on them, as often women take time off working to care for their young children. 
They'll have to work longer than men to fulfill the amount of time worked to qualify for a full pension. You were to listen closely to the podcast and answer this question. What is one option proposed by the opposition that the government has refused outright? The answer is, to quote Allison, one option would be getting retirees to contribute more by effectively lowering their pensions. The government has overruled this outright. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, who is your role model? You'll hear the answers later in the listener's corner, so don't touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Dewan Rafikal Islam from Naugaon, Bangladesh, who is also the winner of this week's bonus question, who is your role model? Dewan's role model is his mother. Dewan has physical disabilities and cannot move by himself, but his mother did a not allow him to give up. She insisted the primary school allow him to attend, even though she had to be there the entire day. To sustain the family financially, she started a sewing business, which she could do in the classroom while she helped with her son. Diwan now has a business administration degree and is working on his master's degree. He wrote, My mother taught me that hard times can be overcome and that losing battles can be won. She's taught me more than I could have learned from any book. I respect her a lot. She is my inspiration, my role model. Congratulations, Dewan, and congratulations to your wonderful mother, too. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are RFI Listeners Club member Father Steve Wara from Baminda, Cameroon, Razib, who's a member of the RFI Fan Club in Naugaon, Bangladesh, and RFI English listeners Dia Zanib from Punjab, Pakistan, and Kanwar Santhu from British Columbia in Canada. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, RFI English journalist Amanda Morrow wrote an article for us about the water shortage in France. France headed for water curbs as dry winter intensifies drought. We've had the driest winter on record this year, and as Amanda noted, authorities in seven major river basins have been told to enforce water restrictions. There are already four French departments under water restrictions, and there's your question. Reread Amanda Morrow's article, France Headed for Water Curbs as Dry Winter Intensifies Drought, and send in the answer to this question. What are the names of the four French departments already under water rationing? Again, reread Amanda's article, France Headed for Water Curbs as Dry Winter Intensifies Drought, and send in the name of the four French departments that are already under water restrictions. You'll find Amanda's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question was suggested by Hans-Werner Lolika from Hedehusen, Denmark, and it's a very nice one. Tell us a memory of one of your grandparents. That should stir up some happy thoughts. 
Again, this week's bonus question is to share with us a memory you have of one of your grandparents. Thanks, Hans, for the suggestion. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so send them right on in. You have until the 27th of March to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on April Fool's Day, the 1st of April, to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms., a Mrs., or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336-31129682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. It's EPOP time. The EPOP video competition is ready for your videos. The EPOP video competition is sponsored by the RFI department Planet Radio, the department whose mission is to give a voice to the voiceless. EPOP focuses on the environment and how climate change has affected ordinary people. You are to create a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, told by the people it affects. So put on your thinking caps and start filming. You don't need fancy video equipment to enter the competition. Your phone is fine. And you do not need to be a member of the RFI clubs to enter. Everyone is welcome. And by the way, the prizes are incredibly generous. Go to the EPOP page, epop.network en, to read about past competitions, watch past videos, and read the regulations for your entry. You can also write to us at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr and we'll forward your email to Planet Radio. Again, the EPOP information page is at epop.network slash en. That's epop.network slash en. The competition closes on the 20th of March, so get to work. We expect to be bombarded with entries from the English speakers. Are you all hard at work on your videos? Well, I sure do hope so. It's important that RFI sees how involved English service listeners are and how cool if one of you wins. Get to work, my friends. And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Today, you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, Who is your role model? I was touched by the answers. Almost all of you said your parents. I hope if they're no longer amongst us, you had time to tell them. If not, I'm sure they knew. And if they're still here below, speak up. Karuna Kantapal said his father taught him patience and his mother to never be dishonest. Jayanta Chakrabarty said his father was the epitome of integrity and dedication to his work and family. 
And Liton Hosan Khan said it was his mother who encouraged him to work hard at school so that he could become a teacher, which he has. For Mizanur Rahman, it's also his mother, who he said can manage multiple projects at a time and still always have time for her family. Abdul Manan teacher says his father taught him to follow his heart, to love all, and to make others happy. Rana's mother taught him the value of work. She told him that without hard work and trying to achieve, there is no meaning to our lives. In life, we must find satisfaction from our past and be proud of what we do in the present and have hope for the future. Dewan Rafikal Islam said his father is the best dad in the world, that he always had time for them and shared his mistakes so that his children could learn from them. Jahangir Alam's role model is his boss, his service senior, who is not only teaching him his occupation, but gives him advice about, as he wrote, what is required for success in life. Here's a sweet one from Shiuli Katun, who says her husband is her role model because he taught her, as she wrote, when we are immobilized by little things, we should not overreact and blow things out of proportion. By doing so, we lose sight of the bigger picture and focus on negative things and can annoy people who might help us. Father Stephen Wara's role model is Saint Therese of the Child Jesus, or Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, as she's often called. Father Steve wrote, As a fellow religious, she inspires me by her little way, based on the Christian virtues of simplicity, gentleness, and especially charity. By this, one strives to put love into everything we think and do, especially our dealings with fellow men and women. And this, of course, will make a good and happy family and or living in community, as I do. For Dapita Chakrabarti, it's Helen Keller, the deaf and blind American author and activist who overcame her disabilities and lived a full life. Dapita wrote, despite being blind and deaf, her life and deeds excelled those of most normal people. She advocated for world peace and those with disabilities. I'm inspired by the strong willpower that made her a prolific author. Radha Krishna Pillai admires the Vietnamese revolutionary leader Ho Chi Minh. Radha Krishna wrote, I like his historical role in the fight against all types of inequalities and injustice. He was also a brilliant soldier in the international workers' movement and a man of culture, the man who brought glory to Vietnam. Helmut Matt wrote that it took him some thinking because his role models have changed during different phases of his life. But now, he admires the people in Germany who spoke out about mandatory COVID vaccinations. As Helmut wrote, they gave up their careers, they gave up social life, they were discredited, slandered, threatened, and the governing ones made their lives very hard. As for me, I did during that time what I do best, write. I wrote a new book, The Language of the Fourth Reich. How People Change Language, and Language Changes People. Here's a role model that stole my heart, books. 
For both Taslim Uden and Sultana Begum, books are their role models. And for the same reason, too. Knowledge. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Hans Werner Lolika, is share with us a memory of one of your grandparents. Do you have a bonus question idea? Send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Radio France International, The Sound Kitchen, Susan Nowinsby. Time to get happy with Ms. Olya Horton. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity and sprinkle it with sunshine and there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Ollie Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. This month's happy moment will take you to Tokyo, Japan. Why there, you might ask? Well, I recently went back to the Japanese capital for a family holiday and I was able to catch up with an old friend, which of course made me really happy. The story began 30 years ago. Yes, you heard correctly, we're talking 1992. I was chosen to be a young ambassador for a two-week cultural exchange program organized between my local town in New South Wales, Australia and a city on the outskirts of Tokyo called Edegawa. The idea at the time was to get young people meeting each other and sharing information about their respective countries to cultivate diplomatic and educational links. Our group of 10 Australians was given the grand tour of Japanese culture from dressing in kimonos for a traditional tea ceremony to trying our hand at glass blowing and kite making. We visited an inn near Mount Fuji with a typical hot spring bath known as an onsen and we took strolls through the shopping areas in Tokyo such as Harajuku and visited the famous temples in Asakusa. I was hosted by Tomoko, just a year older than me at the time. Her lovely family treated me like royalty leaving an amazing impression on my 16-year-old mind, one I would never forget. So, of course, when I had the opportunity to reconnect with my host sister this year, I jumped at the chance. Using internet translation tools, I sent an email prior to my trip with a proposal to meet up. This was accepted with enthusiasm, and so it happened that I saw Tomoko again, with her parents, who were still looking very well at 80 years of age. I also met Tomoko's 19-year-old daughter, Rin, who is an illustrator, they, in turn, met my husband and daughter. We used photo albums and mobile phones to fill in the gaps of the past 30 years. News of brothers, sisters, nieces and nephews, working life, my move to France and mutual friends in Australia. I regret not being able to mumble more than a few polite phrases in Japanese. I relied more on Tomoko's knowledge of English. Although I did study Japanese at university many years ago, I never went back for long enough to perfect it. Instead, I moved to Paris and tried to master French. This trip was happy for many reasons. It brought back pleasant memories, but was also a chance to see other aspects of Japanese culture and visit parts of Tokyo that I didn't see before. It definitely was an amazing experience. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the recent summit in Paris on Lebanon. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan had a hard time choosing which piece to play by Karim Ziad, the Algerian drummer, percussionist, guitarist, and singer, and if all that's not enough, he's also a composer. Everything, as Erwan said, on Ziad's 2001 album, Ifritia, which means Africa in Arabic. That's the name also of Ziad's group. It's so crazy good, the music. And I agree with Erwan. Erwan ultimately chose a piece by the Franco-Serb jazz composer and pianist Bojan Z, The Joker. Bojan Z is playing the piano on this recording and Karim Ziad is on the drums. Ziad marries North African sounds with Western jazz. You hear that mix quite clearly in this piece, no mistaking the jazz piano. But do you hear the North African pole flute too? The three-chord lute called a gumbri? It's a wonderful mix. We hope you like it as much as we do. Talk to you all next week.